As Dennis was uh, sharing about uh, you know, expectation as we move into a, a new year, I wonder, really, you know, what, what, is your, what was your expectation when you woke up this morning? I mean, what, what did you expect from God? When you, you know, walked into here, I mean, what were your expectations? Were, was there any kind of anticipation when you awoke this morning or as you walked in here? What, what were you expecting from God? Today or tomorrow or any day? Our passage that we're going to look at today is a, a psalm from the, the, the hands of, of David, King David where he reminds us and teaches us that God is present and active in our lives at every moment. And so if that's the case, then what we want to do is develop a spirit of expectation. And we, we want to, together to, to develop a heart of anticipation So that in every day we are looking for what God will be doing. We'll be listening for for God's word to us in that moment. Psalm 139 is found on page 503 in your pew Bible. invite you uh, to turn there or to follow along on the screen. Let's, uh, Let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for your written word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who indwells us and leads us. And we ask now you would help us to to hear from you. Uh, That you would begin now through your word to develop that that spirit of anticipation, that that heart of expectation of of walking with you today and, and every day. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Psalm 139, starting with verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. I mean, just, just consider that, those truths right there, that, that God is so intimately connected with me and with you that he, he knows our thoughts. He knows what, what we're, we're thinking. I mean, there, there's no lead helmet you know, that we can wear you know, that, that separates us from, from God's active presence. You know, we, we, we're, we're told here that even that, that, even that concept, even David himself is saying, you know, can this really be true? I mean, that... This is beyond my capacity even to understand that, that God could be so powerful that He would know what I'm thinking and what you're thinking and what you're thinking and what you're thinking and what they're thinking. All in the same moment. That, that's how powerful God is and not even bound by time. 
And yet this, this knowledge that God has for us is, is not a passive knowledge, but it's, it's an active one. Verse 5, you, know, you hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Verse 7, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Sheol is another word for hell, basically. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. God is actively present and involved in our lives. From verse 1, that He is searching us. He's always searching our, our inner being. And then, did you catch in verse 10 where He said that He's always present to lead us and to hold us fast. His hand is always present to lead and hold us fast wherever we go. I mean, we, we, heaven, hell, to the furthest expanse of the, of the universe makes no difference. Light or dark makes no difference. God is actively present there. Yeah, I, I remember one time, this was a long time ago, when I was going to a high school football, football game, I was in the, um, working in the church and came up to a couple you know, high school kids and they were telling a joke to one another. And I sat down and the joke stopped. Yeah, and I remember then sort of laughing, saying, oh, so you're not going to tell the joke in front of me, but God, who's present with you at all times and any time, you'll tell the joke in front of Him. There is no place. And that's, the thing is, that's good news for those that are following Jesus. He is always active, searching us and leading us. So if that's true, was that your expectation today? Did you wake up this morning with that expectation? Lord, where are you going to lead me today? Lord, how how is your hand going to be upon us today? What are are you going to search me and reveal to me today? Was it good or bad? What is your work in me today? Was that your anticipation, your expectation? Thinking, just, just think for a moment, just about this gathering, you know, this, this worship service, you know, our gathering together it, it, here and now. Did you have any expectation at all when you walked into the room? Oh, good. Thank you, Alan. There was one. <clears throat> I want you to consider, I get a lot of yeses now, but, and I want you to consider that, that question. Maybe that's a good question to uh, discuss over lunch. Did you have any expectations when you just gathered, when just gathering for worship? And how do you think those expectations affected your experience of the reality of God's presence? 
Because remember, I mean, God is present. I mean, God can't be less present. There's, there's no way for God to not be here. That, that's what the passage tells us. You know, no matter where we go, where we, there is no place that God is not actively present. So it's not a matter of God showing up. Even though I know I use those terms, we use those terms, they're, they're what we would call a metaphor, or a, um, a, you know, they're, they're not literally the case. What really is the case is are we prepared to hear and to receive from Him? Are we prepared to see Him? Is there that expectation and anticipation? Um, I want to ask a friend Kelly to, to come forward. She was going to share a little bit. Th- those of you that went to the, the viral worship party in, in the middle hour, you uh, were introduced to the um, uh, seven elders who've been, really for the last uh, year and a half or so, been, been meeting, been fasting and praying and exploring. What does it mean to develop a, a culture of worship um, for us? And, and, and how do we develop that among uh, ourselves and uh, each Sunday, and they've really done a lot of work of really seeking God's leading that has really formed the bones for this sermon series of everyday worship. Um, and it's uh, in the viral party and the the, the uh, small groups that we'll be having uh, in the middle hour for the next uh, five Sundays after this been really the ones quarterbacking um, that. And so each one in the next several Sundays will just come up and share just a piece of what they learned. Um, about the, whatever word for the day. So for Fran to, to share what it means to expect, to have a heart of expectation when we gather together before God. Fran. Yep. I'm Fran Kelly, and I am a recovering critic. <laughs> um, <laughs> several years ago, our small group was doing um, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life as a Linton study, and I got to somewhere down around day 13, and... It was about worship. And what he was talking about was worshiping in spirit and in truth. And that kind of hit me between the eyes because I thought, I'm not not so sure I'm doing so well on that because I was so well aware that as I came into worship, I was being critical about what songs were being sung or, you know, who was doing what and how it was all going together. And and I wasn't really there, you know. The expectation, of course, is, is that God is here, but... Was I expecting to be here too? Was, was, was I being here in, in just body and not in spirit? That, that was where it really hit me between the eyes. And as we got into um, doing this um, session worship team, uh, it was really kind of like a refresher course in a way for me because um, it, it brought that home to me. And I realized, you know, I've just kind of been on this as a journey I don't think I'll ever be perfect at, at not coming in and, and being critical about something until maybe we'll get to heaven and um, everything is perfect worship. But um, it just brought me up short to realize that uh, each day is, is different. And what you expect that day is, is probably what's going to happen to you. But um, for me, um, as I walked in, I was looking at people up front and thinking, uh, what are you going to bring for me today? And I wasn't thinking about what am I bringing to God. So my expectations have changed a bit. Um, it's a journey, like I said. But the way I look at it, God's expectations are always way up here. 
and sometimes mine may be hit here, sometimes they get way down here, but um, I just made a conscious effort back then that I was not going to bring all that baggage in with me every day. Every time we came into service, I was going to leave it outside and seek him first. And so that's become more my expectation, but it's a journey, <laughs> and it's a fun journey. Thanks, Fran. like that. Uh, do you come in with a, the, the spirit of a critic, or do we enter each day with the, uh, a spirit that is formed by, by the Holy Spirit, expecting what God will do and lead, and expecting to bring our lives before God. Um, again, I just want to remind you of that question. You know what? You consider the worship service. What expectations do you bring and how do you think that affects how you experience the reality of God's presence? Also, to take a, a step back and, and just ask those same questions just for every day. For everyday worship. The scriptures also uh, call us to that we worship God in every moment of every day as we offer ourselves in worship um, to God. Do, do we in every morning, you know, wake up with that expectation that God is searching us and that God is leading us? The passage that will um, I'll We'll bring before you really every Sunday of this series for the next uh, six, this this Sunday and the next five Sundays is Romans chapter twelve verses one and two and it, this is from the Message translation um, which you'll you'll notice and what I want us to do is just say this together um, as we think about worship every day. You got that uh, message one? Thank you, Matthew. Let's say this together. So here's what I want to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Do you catch that, that first part where it's, this is about everyday life with God as you're eating, you're sleeping, you're doing laundry, you're cutting the grass, you're doing homework, you're, you're, you're painting, you're coloring, you're playing in the sandbox, you're cleaning out the gutters life. You know, all of that is the everyday life that he says this is to be an offering. Now, actually the word, that, uh, that phrase there, before God is an offering, is the word um, liturgy. 
Uh, what what uh, Paul says to, to the church in, in Rome, he says to us, is that your everyday life is a liturgy before God. Now you're asking, okay, great. What does liturgy mean? Liturgy is what we call the order of worship. When we gather uh, at 11.15 and we play this song and this song and then we pray here, then you know, we speak here, we read the passage here, we do communion, that order is called liturgy. And what Paul is saying is that your every day is a liturgy before God. Your every day is a worship service. It is an offering. Just as we take an offering and we put stuff in the plate, our every day is an offering where we give God everything. And He gives us everything. As, as David told us, He is there no matter any time, any place. His hand upon us searching us and leading us. That's what we long to be as a community of Jesus followers. Those that develop have developed that sense of expectation, a daily expectation that when we arise, not just when we gather here on Sunday, but every morning that we wake up, you know, that we say, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. And be glad in it. That, that that is a liturgy seven days a week. I love, you know, the, and, and as the, the, the passage says later, you can be dragged down by the ways of the world. Like Fran was saying, we can, we can enter the day as a critic. You know, we, we can do that and be dragged down by the world or in maturity in Christ we can grow to be a people who have an expectation and anticipation of joy, of encountering with God regularly as He leads us and searches us. Now, if you think some about expectation, right? You have an expectation. Then what does that, how does that impact you? What kind of changes does that make in you? For example, if you you think you have an expectation that it's going to be cold, then you wear layers, right? You, you, for um, at least one of my children, it means they don't wear shorts. They wear long pants. That's really about it. But there is an expectation that then changes, right? How you prepare for the day, right? If you expect that it's going to rain, then what do you do? You pull out the umbrella, right? If you, and it's a nice umbrella. It's sort of cute, isn't it? If, if you think it's going to rain, you, you, you wear an, you take your umbrella, you wear your raincoat, you know, you put on your, your uh, um, uh, rain shoes, you know, that, because you you're, have that expectation, then you prepare for it. Every day is a day that the Spirit reigns upon us. Right? Or, do we prepare for that? Do we have that expectation? Well, for, for me... This year, as I was considering this and sitting with this, now every time you see an umbrella, you'll be thinking about preparing. What's the, what, how's the Lord going to rain on you? <laughs> the, uh, when, so when I was thinking about this, I, uh, I thought 
that uh, what I want to do for this year is make every day start with God's Word. You know, that the first word I want to hear and engage with is from the Scriptures. So, what um, I, New Year's resolution, was to say, I'm going to uh, make reading the Scriptures the first thing I do when I wake up. So, I'm three for three. You know, it's been three days. This is a good time to preach this sermon and share this with you. Batting a thousand right now. But my habit when I wake up is I get up and it's time to eat. That's just how my metabolism works. Others in my family don't eat till like noon. Um, but I've got to get up and eat. So I get up, go um, uh, downstairs. And my, and my general habit was, you know, put on the robe. We'll get the newspaper, sit down with the newspaper, make some hot tea, get some Cheerios, yogurt, sit down and then read the paper. Well, now, at least for the last three days, it's been to get my new Kindle that I got for Christmas. Pull, pull that out. And read the word as I'm eating my Cheerios and yogurts and hot tea. And you know, it's not like it's some deep meditative time. It's just I'm reading the word with whoever else is there with me. With the hot tea and the yogurt. I realized I, I want my first thought to be the good news of God's word. And not usually what is the bad news of the words of the world. If, if I'm anticipating and expecting God to be at work today, then I want to prepare for that. Which doesn't mean having an umbrella. But means sitting with Him and others to prepare for the day. Now, I don't know. What would best work for you? If it means, you know, not turning on ESPN or CNN, or if it means not getting out video games or, or whatever it is, whether it's the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, or all three. But I do challenge you to consider your sense of expectation every day of considering your life every day as an offering to God, and how do you prepare for that? You know, it's interesting, too, that as I was doing that, even just in the, the three days, I think it really speaks something, that I was, you know, I could feel internally, I could feel the siren call of the newspaper from the driveway. You know, I, could, I could feel it in, inside. You know, and, and I think part of that is just part of that is habits and just that we get into habits. So how do we form a new habit? And the other part is, you know, Jesus told us, if you want to follow me, then you have to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. There are parts of us that do not naturally follow after God. There are parts of us that naturally go in the spirit of a critic than the spirit of a worshiper. And so it's not something, even though we wish it would just naturally happen, it's something that we have to deny the parts of us that focus more on ourselves, that are more in tune with the, word, with the world than they are with God's Spirit. Yeah, that's, 
So, and you know you, or maybe you don't know you, but maybe somebody next to you knows you really well. And they can say, maybe for you it works better to prepare, to expect, anticipate God in your life today for you to do this. Maybe it's what you need to do the night before. Yeah, I don't know. A couple other options um, for you is that the, 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 work, the session uh, worship committee has, has put together a wonderful daily devotional that you can get on your way out that, that gives Scripture every day, some questions to interact. You can do it by yourself with others. It provides a wonderful opportunity to prepare each day to understand, particularly this week, understand your life as priests of the kingdom. You're representatives of the kingdom of God. You are actively the ones that God has put in place to to be carriers and dispensers of His grace, His goodness, His righteousness. So this gives a great opportunity. You could do this in the morning or in the day or however you do that as a way of preparing with expectation. As well, another thing for the next six weeks we'll have is a prayer wall, a time, and it's out in the atrium where every person can sign up in 15-minute blocks just during the course of a week to say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to sit with the Lord by myself to pray for the church, to pray for others. And again, you can sign up for 15, one 15-minute block a week. Or you can sign up. You, you want to say, well, I want to do it for 30 minutes. Well, then sign up for two 15-minute blocks right after another. Or, well, I want to do it the, first, the same 15 minutes each, each day. Or, or you, you know, might want to roll the dice and just do it different times each. each. Whatever you want to do to, be, to really give yourself a time of, of preparing for the Lord and, and praying for us to prepare, for us to be, uh, develop that spirit of expectation each day of walking with God. What, what will best help you develop that heart of anticipation? What will help best prepare you so that you are anticipating God searching you God leading you every day as worship before God.